Today's episode is brought to you by Mazars. Sound Cartel. What's your business really worth? Is it really worth finding out if you're not putting it on the market? Well, yes, actually, it is. From Sound Cartel, I'm Nicole Goodman, and this is Business Essentials Daily. Going through a business valuation has, in fact, many benefits, according to Angela Winton, whether you're ready to sell up or not. Angie is a financial advisory specialist at Mazars, and she takes Heather Dawson through both the process and the benefits of going through a business valuation exercise. So, first basic question, why should we do it? There are a number of practical reasons for getting a valuation. Commonly, it's needed when the business owner intends to sell their business or enact a succession plan for taxation purposes in a corporate restructure to support documenting a buy-sell agreement between business partners or financing or capital raising. But what we're seeing more regularly, though, is the importance of evaluation as a management tool. So setting a baseline from which to measure progression and to sharpen the focus of the shareholders' attention. Okay, so what exactly is a business valuation and how do you arrive at a number? Yeah, great question. I mean, broadly speaking, a valuation can be classified in two ways, an intrinsic valuation or a relative valuation. So speaking simply, an intrinsic valuation gives you an idea of the economic benefits expected to be generated from the business, taking into consideration the risks associated with those cash flows. Whereas a relative valuation looks at the market to see how much people are buying or selling similar assets for, so adjusted for certain differences, because we all know that it's very hard to find two businesses that are identical. So it might be helpful to consider these classifications in the context of property. So if you're looking at a house, an intrinsic valuation would examine the rental income and the expected capital growth associated with the property. And then we discount these future cash flows back to today's dollars using a discount rate, which takes into account various risks associated with that future outlook. A relative valuation, on the other hand, will look at similar sales down the road and then adjust them for relative size, views, quality of finishes. So a relative valuation does not seem to care how you generate the cash flows to justify the price. It's just focused on how the market prices this asset relative to others. Right. So what's the right way to value an established small to medium sized business, Angie? And is there anything that business owners can do to impact the business value? Well, a small to medium business with an earnings history and a sound basis for an earnings forecast is typically suited to adopt an earnings multiple methodology. So there are five key elements which drive business value and that number. So the first is net income, which is your business earnings before interest and tax with adjustments made to normalise certain expenses like adopting a, a market rate salary for the owner if the premises are rented by a related party, adjusting that and any personal costs that might be run through the business. So all being equal, the higher the net income, the higher the valuation. So the second of those five elements to consider are the risks in the business that may impact the future business earnings. So we need to consider a whole range of factors, external industry risks, financial risks such as concentration of sales to a number of customers, overhead controls, 
performance to some key financial ratios, competition, information systems, customer market and demand, and importantly, the reliance on the business owner. So key person risks is real and is priced into value by investors. Business owners find this part of that valuation exercise really insightful. The next element to be considered is growth. So where will that business growth come from? And can you articulate that opportunity in a business plan? Will you have to chase growth in new markets or product innovation? And is there a plan for this? An overlooked consideration by many owners is the capital structure of the business. So a common myth we see is the less I borrow means the business is less risky. So in isolation, that's true. However, debt is cheaper than equity. So a 100% equity funded business reflects that management is not necessarily managing their capital effectively and generating a reduced return to shareholders as a result. So holding excess cash on the balance sheet that is not for a future purpose, such as an acquisition or expansion, is actually suboptimal from a valuation perspective. And so finally, I guess a tie altogether, we consider investment or reinvestment and return. So logically, the more you reinvest in the business, the higher the earnings growth. So cash flow should increase. However, you need to consider how that cash reinvestment is working for you and the return that you should be getting on that money. So as an example, say you reinvest $100 into your business and you generate extra cash flow returning $110 in a year. You've achieved a 10% return, better than you get in the bank, right? However, generally speaking, small businesses sell at a multiple of about three times earnings. So if you're 100% equity funded, you need a return of about 33% on your reinvested capital just to break even in a risk-adjusted sense, which means from a valuation perspective, the impact of putting that extra $100 back in the business was a negative. Okay. Well, Angie, that's helpful, but how can you explain how doing a valuation might actually help business owners improve their business value? Yeah, so to figure out how to improve, you really need to know where you are now to have a reference point. And by going through a valuation process, you can form an unbiased view of value. And you then need to consider if you're content with that outcome or if there's a gap to be closed in order to achieve what you want from a a lifestyle perspective in the future. So the risk assessment element of the valuation process is incredibly insightful and results in business owners having a bit of a heat map of where they can direct time and resources to be able to make a meaningful business improvement that will have a tangible impact on valuation. So you can use a regular business valuation activity as a way to track your business value improvements to keep you and your business partners accountable for continuous business value growth so that you can achieve your shareholder objectives. That was Angie Winton, Financial Advisory Specialist at Mazars. This episode of Business Essentials Daily is produced by the team at Sound Cartel. Thanks for listening. I'm Nicole Goodman. We'll bring you more BE Daily tomorrow. Follow at BE Daily Podcast across social media and head to bedaily.com.au for more from the Business Essentials Daily podcast. Sound Cartel. This episode was brought to you by Mazars. To find out more, visit mazars.com.au. That's M A Z A R S.com.au.